0: Hello and welcome to Midlife Clarity. This is Monica Shell, and this is episode six. I wanted to apologize for missing last week. I got a little bit jammed up. So I'm hoping that this week we get two episodes out so that uh, we don't get behind. Excuse my <laughs> kind of in and out voice. I'm fighting a little bit of an allergy issue here in Middle Tennessee. we got A lot of pollen in the air right now from different trees that are blooming out, and um, it's causing a lot of people a lot of issues. So just bear with me, and we'll move through this thing. I'm glad you're here. We're working on making sure that you can get exactly what you want out of your next chapter because the crisis is not mandatory, and that's why we call this Midlife Clarity. What we're going to talk about this week is principle number five from my 10 principles of transformation, and that is that imagining your future is better than remembering your past. Imagining your future is better than remembering your past. The key premise here is that you're much more likely to end up where you want to be when you focus on what you want your future to look like. Instead of focusing on what your past has looked like. This is important because too much focus on the past can limit you with fears and doubts and biases. Whether your past kind of you consider that your heyday or your glory days. Or if it's a painful past. If there are things that you wish would have gone differently. Either way. Focusing too much on that past can limit you. I've heard people say, remember the lesson. It's kind of a cliche. And like most one-liners, it can be harmful. A lot of people say, I may forgive the person, but i remember the lesson or something like that. A one-liner like that leaves too much room for interpretation. It could mean to one person... Don't ever try anything new again because look how that turned out. A better thought process is that we learned how to be better because we tried something new. That's the lesson. We learned how to come from a mindset of abundance instead of fear and lack. The other reason that it's important is related to what I like to call the limping dog principle. So if you've, if you have a dog or if you've ever had a dog, if you've ever had one hurt their leg in some way, and I, I did, I had this old beagle that strained its leg. And really, she didn't do anything overtly to injure it. She just, she was old and she probably laid on it wrong. That's what happens to me. Sometimes I lay wrong and, or sit wrong and hurt my leg. But anyway, she had strained her leg she wouldn't put any weight on it and she started using her other leg to compensate and after a couple weeks i noticed that she was still doing that i took her to the vet and she was fine i had taken her early on and then i took her back her leg was a lot better there wasn't any kind of injury the inflammation was down but she was still limping and we we finally decided it was just habit it was comfortable it was easy It had been working. Our brains want easy. And so if there's something that's comfortable and we get used to it, we tend to just keep going that way. Maybe we even find that the other side that we're favored, in her case, the other leg gets stronger because it's getting used. So how we do it as humans, we have these coping mechanisms that worked in the past, to protect an injury or to guard against getting wounded. We adopt those and we keep them for years or forever because they're habit. They're comfortable. They're easy. It's been working. I said the brain wants easy. The thing we're leaning on gets stronger and more integrated into how we live our life every day. Instead of leaning into other ways that are more Perfectly capable to serve you in a much more balanced and abundant way. So the limping dog principle is just if we have a wound or we're trying to protect an injury, emotional, mental, physical, we do tend to compensate and we do tend to lean into coping mechanisms, things that will help us prevent further injury, just like that old beagle that I had. Unless we recognize what we're doing, we're going to continue to lean on that coping mechanism and it just gets stronger and stronger and we never do fully get back to moving through life the way we're supposed to or the way we're meant to. You know, if we're focused on the past too much and we're locked into old mechanisms Your vision for your future is going to be limited only to what those past circumstances can offer you. When you have those limitations, you're going to continue the same patterns and stay stuck instead of moving forward into the life that you really want. You have to allow yourself to envision the life that you really want. And that's what we're working on here. You know, as part of this whole mission for Midlife Clarity is to help you get everything you want out of that next chapter. And that's what we've been talking about almost every week here. The things that might keep you from being able to envision that future for yourself. You have to be able to envision it. What might keep you from envisioning that future is a belief that you have no imagination. We've talked about this. A lot of people that I have coached will have trouble imagining or envisioning a future that they really want. What they want their life to look like, what's going to bring them joy, what's going to make them happy, what's going to make them feel like they're living their life to their fullest and really leaning into their purpose. And they'll tell me, I just don't have any imagination. And my answer to that is do you have any trouble creating scenarios in your head about why your boss or your spouse wants to talk? Or why your friend didn't return your text. Or why your work group went to lunch without you. We've talked about this before. If you are able to imagine all the bad things that might be reasons why these things happen. You do have an imagination. You just have to decide whether you're going to leverage it or let it hold you hostage. You might also think that the life that you really want is too big, too out of reach or maybe it's not available to somebody like you. And I'll ask you, is that really true, or is that just what you've been conditioned to believe? Who told you that? What led to you believe in that? And some of that belief clearing that we worked on in earlier weeks is going to help you reframe that circumstance to give you other possibilities as reason for this situation. You've latched on to a belief that isn't serving you, A belief that what you really want, the way you want to be living, the life you want to live, the scenario you want for yourself is out of your reach. It's too big. Not for you. And I want to know if that's really true or if this is a belief that you're holding on to because of a seed that was planted a long time ago. You might even think that it's too late in your life and you've wasted too much time. How many times. Have you seen the story about the 70-something woman who started weight training and bodybuilding in her 50s? I know that that story has gone around and around on social media and everywhere else. I think I saw her on a morning show like Good Morning America or something. What about the retirees who become mountain climbers? I mean, there's tons of examples. A popular one, especially right now, with the swimsuit issue photographs that came out, Martha Stewart. I mean, she built a catering business in her 30s. She was nearly 50 when she signed a deal to develop Martha Stewart Living Magazine and look at the other things that she's accomplished, not the part about going to prison, but but the rest of it. Vera Wang did not start designing clothes professionally until she was 39. Up to then, I think that she was a fashion journalist. Ray Kroc, here's a name that you may not even know. Ray Kroc was 51 when he stumbled on a little chain of hamburger stands, and he went to the McDonald brothers with an idea to take it big. Leo Goodwin, in 1936, at the age of 50, founded GEICO in Washington, D.C., because he saw an opportunity to deal with customers directly saving them all the money that traditionally went to brokers. He changed the way insurance was sold and dealt. Unlike a lot of businessmen back then, he also worked closely with his wife, Lillian, and they built up and ran that company. By the end of the year, GEICO had 12 people on staff and had 3,700 active policies after that first year. Today, they've probably got 27,000 people or more and over 14 million policyholders. I give you all those examples just to plant some seeds in your mind about what is really possible for you at, quote, this age. And I want you to really give your mind some free reign to think about what you want your life to look like. This is going to be a short episode But really powerful if you'll take this and think about what is a perfect day for you. Not necessarily how things are now, but if you'll just describe for yourself, write it down. What is the perfect day look like for you? That will open up some doors and windows for you to be able to look through And help you start to zero in on what you want life to look like. Because what we're really focusing on here at the very beginning of all this is how do you want to feel? How do you want to be moving through life? How do you want to feel? How do you want to spend your time? Who do you want around you? What is it that's going to have you feeling like you are living into your purpose Every single day. You might not know the answer to that question, but I bet you know how you want to feel. I bet you know and understand the basics of what you want your days to look like and feel like. So take some time. Write it down. What's your perfect day look like? And when you get that done, or if you want to just talk about it, come on into the Telegram chat group for Midlife Clarity. Let us know what you come up with. Let us know if you broke through any of these kind of barriers that you set for yourself. And let's see if through discussion and community and conversations, we can help you turn the corner into starting to create the life that you really want in this next chapter. Remember, what we're going for is helping you get exactly what you want. And we are after midlife clarity because the crisis is not mandatory.